Hey guys, welcome to episode 37 of the My Parents Office podcast. I am your host, Andrew Diaz. Today I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Brett Castle. We've got Tom Trubin in the office today too. Uh, We've got an interview with uh, Mass Maritime senior uh, football player and shot put, shot putter, I guess. Mason Paris? No, not Mason Paris. Uh, Colin McCabe. Um, he joined the show. It was great talking to him. He had his senior season taken away in both sports uh, pretty much due to COVID. So it was good to talk to him about what his thought process was with that. But uh, Brett has a question for us. We have a Brett's question. He's going to think of it right on the spot. So, well, Brett, first of all, go I'm ahead. happy to see that Tom is becoming a pretty uh, pretty trustworthy co-host right here with uh, three episodes in a row. That's wild. That's pretty crazy. It's yeah. not like we tape him like, right in a row or anything. No. Not for- at all. No. Wow. All right. We've uh, broken that wall down before. We talked about that. Yeah. We're right now. We're filming on Halloween 2019. <laughs> um, yeah, Halloween 2019. Bring that back. <laughs> I wasn't even in Connecticut. You were in Florida, right? Yeah. Uh, Did you guys do anything cool for Halloween when you were down in Florida? Because I, I mean, you were right at USF. I don't remember US UCF. I thought you were at South Florida. Central Florida, Orlando. Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. And Tom has a question today. I got a question? Yep. <clears throat> I'm just getting put on the spot at this point. All right, I'll, I'll throw one out. Yes. Okay. So, um, we were talking about movies the last couple of episodes, like actors and whatnot. So, I just want to hear, like, your top five performances in movies. Oh, I'm not ready for that. That I, I give you some, like, just top performances itself. We can't give you top five. That's. I mean, so, my... I, f- I have a question. Yeah. Um, We're just dodging away from all these. What do you think of Warner Brothers' deal with HBO Max that they're airing movie theater movies on HBO at the same time that they are movie theaters? Oh, like the Wonder Woman one? One so far, it's been Wonder Woman. Um, well, the they took Widow- a bath on that, didn't they? Like, what do you mean? They lost a ton of money on that. Well, the thing with that is they gave, so they gave Gal, got it. Everyone pronounced her name differently, so I don't know. Who is it? The Main actress, Gal Gadot. That's how it's spelled. Um, is it Gal? It's a Gal oh, yeah, it's Gal, I think it's Gal Gadot. That's how it's, that's that's how how it's spelled. spelled. Yeah, Gal it Gadot. might be Godot, maybe. I don't know. I, don't know. Um, I know they gave her an extra, like, five mil. Holy definitely cow. a lot more than five mil. But they gave her a lot more money up front because they weren't expecting that box office money. Yeah. So that's one thing, I guess. But um, Were you a fan of the Wonder Woman movies like, with I her? I liked it. Oh, that one? Or? Yeah, I heard this new past one was really bad. Those are... People like to complain. <laughs> I like the it. first one wasn't bad. I thought. I mean, I'm not a huge Wonder Woman fan in general. I think she's a good actress, but uh, overall, because she was in Fast and Furious, yeah, she was in those. I don't think she's a bad actress. I'm not a huge fan of the. She's in a new movie that's coming out sooner. It just came out with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds on Netflix. I'm not a huge Ryan Reynolds guy. I love Ryan. Really? Really? He. It's like he has Daredevil. Deadpool. <laughs> well. Yeah, come on. <laughs> he, I liked him as he wasn't bad as Deadpool. Um, he Fast, it, it feels just like even in Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. No, I hate that movie. He feels like he's it's just like Chevy Chase, like that's his whole like the sarcastic. Be respectful. The, the, no, the sarcastic angle that Ryan Reynolds brings to his movies is the same as Chevy Chase. Maybe that's the thing though, because I love dry humor. So maybe that's why I just love Ryan Reynolds. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, because I, I was I'm a Chevy Chase fan, like especially him in Community. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it just feels like a ripoff act. But 
when so many things have been done, it's tough to call something a ripoff because y- you have to there's adapt. Really, there's really no new ideas. There's like, yeah. and I mean, Chevy Chase also never did a superhero movie too. So there's like three or four types of movies or storylines in movies, and every movie is just like a small little twist of that. Yep. Yeah. What sucks about there's really no more original movies, but like we've been like, it's all kind of remakes. What do you mean? Or you it's mean, remakes. Like the live or... action Tom and Jerry coming out soon. That's gonna be so bad. That's gonna be terrible. That's gonna actually be awful. I'm pumped for it. It's gonna be awful. That's, but like, that's the next uh, Warner Brothers HBO movie. Back to that conversation. Oh my God, that's terrible. I mean, going back to that conversation, I can see how that's gonna be profitable in the future. But however, like, so if we're gonna look at like us three in the office right now, we grew up on going to movie theaters. We never grew up on like. We watched the movie before it came out on like the big screen. At oh, all. going to the movie theaters was all, that was a it was a trip. Going to movie theaters was a fantastic time because like that's kind of like the only place where you kind of like shut off the world basically. Like you're not on your yeah. phone there. You're chilling there for like it could be two three hours. For example, like I remember seeing like Infinity War and all that in there. Beautiful times. That that I felt like going to the movies to see like either a superhero movie or like I saw Avatar when that came out. Oh god. Oh. Wait. Blue Avatar. Okay. I saw The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh, God. Not, uh, not Blue good. Avatar, that was... I saw it. It was 3D. I saw that in theaters. Oh, my God. That was, like, one of the best movie-going experiences I've ever had. Um, seeing, I think, like, an action movie like a Mission Impossible or a James Bond, which I'm a huge fan of, those are ones you also have to see in theaters because you get the feeling, like, in the last Mission Impossible when... Uh, the latest one when Tom... Uh, Tom, Tom, Hanks? Tom Cruise is hanging off the side of the jet. Yeah. He that, does his own stunts, which is awesome. He, which is insane. It's He's a psychopath, but he's a was he Scientologist. He's a crazy Scientologist. Um, fuck. Someone just said Well, looking at HBO Max with the movies they've got coming out, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yep. Who, who wins in that? The fans. <laughs> I mean, King Kong, I want to see him win, but he's just a big gorilla well, Godzilla last, seems like he's more equipped to, for the fight what was the last movie we all saw in theaters last oh shit mine was Incredibles 2 I haven't been to the theaters in a while like I can't did anybody see uh, Endgame in theaters of course I did yeah well, that, that might have been the last that was no, after that, that wasn't my last um, oh. what was that one war it was like a war movie that came out last 1917 yeah. that's what I saw in theaters that was a fantastic yeah. movie to see because it was like all shot in like one shot or something like that that's what like, I heard it was not the whole movie well, not the whole movie but like but it's meant to look like it's just all one yeah. shot like it's a a guy going through like yeah. the day as a soldier pretty much yeah I, I think my last one might have been Endgame it's called a track shot really but but I guess going back to that original question you were asking about how like thank you Tom um what's it called the movies that now you're just going to streaming services if we're thinking about like the younger generations so, like the kids that are growing right growing up right now we'll never know what the movie experience they're not gonna, is like exactly they're not going to know that because it's we're getting too much into the technological world where they, anything they want is like one click away one payment away so they're never gonna they might feel that experience like their parents bring them to that but the movie theater business will slowly start going down a bit so there's been con- like talks with like movie theaters starting to rent out uh their spaces to like amazon or something like that to create yeah. houses just because the amount of room that's in a movie theater itself is crazy movie theaters will still be around however they're going to start combining with a lot of different stuff so like you're gonna see a lot more movie restaurants like that's already a thing but you see a lot mm-hmm. more of that happening just because that's the only way they're going to stay afloat basically. yeah to do something different exactly i think a big thing you saw this summer kind of with that is the drive-ins 
they they I think they had their best year probably in at least ten years. Well, that's because of COVID, though. That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, they they adapted pretty much and made it. They couldn't do full capacity. It's usually you do two cars in between the white, in between the white poles. Now it was one car. I went to a live podcast show at a drive-in, but you look if you looked you at went to a live podcast show at what? Tell say explain that. So I went Kirk Minahan show did a live show. They did two of them sold out a drive-in in Saco, Maine, two nights in a row. They did so it was instead of having like five hundred cars there, it was two fifty. But there was like no limit on the amount of people you could have in there. It probably yeah. turned out to be a super spreader event for all we know. But it was pretty sick. They had, because he's with Barstool, they had videos from like Barstool Kate and Big Cat uh, on the screen. But they set up right in front of like the concession area, had a tent. They were broadcasting, but then it broadcasted up on the screen. And it was overall, it was pretty sick. I mean, you saw a lot of people at drive-ins this year do comedians, concerts. You could do a lot of stuff like that. But if you also looked at the highest grossing movies over like a certain week, it was Jaws, Star Wars. It was all the old movies that you would have originally seen at a drive-in probably, which I thought was pretty funny that all those movies, Ghostbusters, kind of made a comeback because of it being at a drive-in. That and Disney movies thrived this year at drive-ins. I mean, just because people have more time to think about that. So a lot of people... Myself personally, I just finished watching the original six Star Wars. I've never done that before in my life, yeah. which is how bad are the three that come before, like the the ones that got made re- more recently? I haven't. I mean the prequels. The pre- yeah, yeah they're I, haven't wa- I haven't watched that far. I'll give it that. I haven't watched that far. I heard mixed reviews on that. Oh, <clears throat> Jar Jar Binks is so bad. <laughs> You've seen how he originally looks, right? Yeah, he's he's easily the worst. One of the worst characters in one of the worst uh, in movies ever. Not just Star Wars. He's well, terrible. One of the worst previous versions of cgi like the yes. way he originally looked was god awful oh yeah i like who's, who's the who's the goldfish oh i don't know though he's one of the captains i liked him he wasn't bad back to god, the question god jar jar Binks sucks though that's my favorite dude <laughs> at least in the prequels terrible um so excluding films like the irishman which had a very which had a multi hundred million dollar film but that was because it's uh Scorsese and it's Pesci, De Niro. Yeah, but yeah. it's still like streaming. It wasn't like yeah. movie theater. I think in the long runs, the uh, technically the quality of a film could technically go down, meaning the budget of the film will go less because they're not really expecting that um, theatrical box office revenue. So yeah. pretty much all the money that's being put into the films is going from the streaming services. Yeah, definitely. We're good. Um, so Netflix movies, HBO movies, they're the studios nowadays, mm-hmm. opposed to, like, Warner Brothers is still kicking right now, but studios will be obsolete the very soon. of HBO Max. Yeah. Like, if there was no HBO Max right now, we would not be seeing those Wonder Woman films come out. Like, that already had a push because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So if they never had that, um, deal, we'd probably, that'd still be in the archives. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, well, that's you see with Top Gun keeps getting pushed back, pushed yeah, back because they want to release it to theaters. I think it'll do when that comes out. It's gonna do tremendous in theaters. It'll be Miles Teller, Miles Teller's best movie, I think, because of the anticipation on it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that new Top Gun. I, I'm a huge Miles Teller guy too. I didn't know uh, War Dogs is on Netflix now, so I'll watch that. But I'm looking at the movies in theaters and on HBO Max right now. How bad is the new Space Jam gonna be? LeBron James. Oh my God! Wait, it's, it's a toss-up. Is Warner Brothers making that? Yeah. 
It's going to be so bad. I mean, people are just going to hate it automatically because they hate LeBron James. People That's actually that. hate the first Space Jam. I thought it, I like the storyline behind. I'm not. I wasn't a Space Jam fan either. Who was? But oh. they had. But like hearing the stories about how they would literally film the movie and then it was like twenty of the twelve, twenty twelve to twenty of the best basketball players in the world at the time just playing pickup after it. Yeah. For three hours. Have you seen the videos of the dudes wearing like the full green screen outfits? It looks so weird, but it's funny seeing like. Yeah, from head to toe covered in yeah. the green screen. I think that's pretty funny. And then there's videos of, like, Michael Jordan, almost a Jackson, um, like, playing basketball by himself. Yeah. And he, it's supposed to be, like, with Bugs Bunny, right? Like, it ends up being Bugs Bunny. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm saying, like, he's playing by himself and, like, talking, too. Yeah. Which is funny, but... And they have, like, a steroid reference, pretty much. Oh, really? Yeah, because, like, they're taking, like, that special... Oh, the Mike's... Mike's special... Hang on. Um, Mike's special... Yeah, it's Mike's special stuff. That's what it's called. Yeah. Mike's secret stuff. It's a secret. <laughs> it's Bugs Bunny handing it to him. You can buy a bottle that says Mike's secret stuff for fourteen ninety five on Amazon right now. That's it's literally it's a you know the Gatorade bottles. Yep. It's that painted blue with a red top and a yellow sticky note on it saying Mike's secret stuff. People also say half that movie is just an advertisement for other things. Gatorade and like all that other every, pretty much everything Michael had a had a sponsorship for. Yeah. Which I I don't blame him. Who's I mean. the white dude in that movie? I keep forgetting. The one that the com- o- the original Space Jam cast. You're talking. Yeah. Like the dude who comes in at the end to help him help them in like the final game. We t- wicked tall guy. No, normal dude. He's a celebrity. I can't remember. Is it Bill Murray? Oh, is it a celebrity? Yeah, I thought so. Well, so there's. Oh yeah, Bill Murray is yeah. in it. I, was in, I didn't know. I forgot he was in it. Um, Larry Bird's in it. Sean Bradley, Danny DeVito's in it. <laughs> the icon. Billy West. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, theaters are screwed unless they, it's adapt or die for movie theaters. Yeah. And with streaming ramping up and movie theaters calming down a little bit, independent movies are slightly becoming just as big as studio movies because they're Uh, all getting the same kind of recognition on streaming services. Yeah. it's a good point. And roughly they can be making the platform just as much money. Like, one movie that I'm really much looking forward to is on Apple TV, and it's coming out March 28th, I believe, called Cherry with Tom Holland. That's not a huge um, box office film. Like, I don't think that would do great numbers in theaters, but I bet it's going to uh, gain Apple a lot of subscribers. You like Tom Holland? I do. He's a good actor. He's all right. You know, he's he's British, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's going to be that new Spider-Man movie with all three of Tom. He, he said that's fake, Tom Holland. Really? Yeah. I, he oh, that's a bummer. Andrew, he said Andrew Garfield. Magu- uh, she almost called him Tobey Maguire. <laughs> you almost say Tobey Maguire? Please. Yeah, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire will not be in the film, supposedly. Oh, really? Yeah. That's tough. That's that, 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 my favorite, that, my favorite supposedly, maybe he's just trying to like. Throw oh, it if off. he throws up the scent and brings it back, oh my god, I'll be so happy. Well, you remember when he like released that like what was it Endgame or Infinity War? Yeah. Like he like he released a poster before it was I was like on live stream or something like that. Like a couple days. Oh, before. it was in the back, right? Or did he? Pull no, like it was like oh, I got a letter from like Mark Ruffalo or something like that. He opened it up and it was like the Avengers. Like I think it was like Endgame or Infinity War. One of the one of the two. 
the exact poster <laughs> of it that wasn't released yet. He was on live stream and he just like cut it right away. That's awesome. And then he like just released everything. So he's like, oh, he just released it. Thanks. My favorite Spider-Man was probably the uh, Into the Spider-Verse one. The Netflix that's, one. That's a With Miles? Yeah, I, I like that one. I had really low expectations going into it and it blew me out of the yeah, water. That's what I had too. Great, great soundtrack. Oh, it does. The soundtrack, that's awesome. But... Yeah. Got Denzel Curry on that. We got YBN Corday. We got Post Malone, Post Lil Malone, Wayne, Lee. Anime, or Amine, Amine, or Amina. Is that his name? Amine. I don't. Know. <laughs> so that'll wrap up uh, Brett's question. We've got the interview with Colin McCabe right after this. So stick around for that. Uh, thanks, guys. Joining the show now, we have on Mass Maritime senior football player and shot put thrower. Colin McCabe. Colin, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, definitely happy to have you on. I think yeah. first buck I've had on the show. Uh, definitely won't be the last, but um, nice. you are on campus right now uh, during Corona times. So what's that kind of been like uh, just being on campus during uh, the pretty much the meat of a pandemic? Uh, it's not bad. Uh, at least we have the gym is open. So uh, that's definitely keeping my sanity. Um, but, you know, it's just getting adjusted to the new traffic patterns and stuff like that. They're kind of strict on all that stuff. But other than that, it's fine. You know, you just have to wear your mask and stay socially distanced. But, yeah, it's not bad. So are, do you hold a leadership position uh, this year or? Uh, not this year. Not like a real one. I'm uh yeah. I'm a, I have a rate position up on the ship. I'm a third, uh, uh, the second outside rate. So that's so you it. You have bars, um, but it doesn't really. Yeah, I got three bars. So, <laughs> um, so last year you were a squad leader uh, as a junior. You, it didn't seem like you enjoyed it uh, a whole hell of a lot, um, especially in the locker room. It didn't seem like you enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a tough combo of, with football and uh doing the orientation you know it was just tough you know I was going to bed at like 11 o'clock after meetings and then I had to wake up at uh like four in the morning to go and and wake you guys up and go do PT and then uh try to uh take you guys through drills and do marching and then I'd have to go and bust my butt at football practice so it was just it was a a tough grind but after the orientation part that's when it started to uh kind of calm down a little and then i started to enjoy it a little bit more with uh, my other squad leaders i think the best was we got our jerseys for the dean scrimmage and you came in and you had lost uh i think a you lost a substantial amount of weight uh during orientation you're like my 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 effing jersey's so baggy you were like yelling about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I thought that was pretty i thought that was pretty funny but uh, yeah i remember that that wasn't that wasn't fun yeah I, w I was probably like 250 before orientation and then once orientation ended i got down to like 230 so i lost about like 20 pounds of all that hard work of training you know and trying to build muscle for the football season you know it kind of just went away in two weeks you know so you had a obviously had a, a really good season your junior year. With losing the that twenty pounds, how do you think it affected your play, uh, whether it be positive or negative? Uh, yeah, to be honest, Andrew, it had its its negatives and it had its positives. 
Um, I definitely think I could have been stronger going into the season where I, I, uh, I wish I could uh, bench more and squat more like I, I was for like shot put season, but uh, I was, I definitely didn't have my strength, but uh, they did move me to the outside. So I think I definitely got my speed uh, a lot faster. So that helped me a lot with uh, when I was put on the end. How did you like that transition moving from the interior to the outside overall uh, take away like the size and whatnot, uh, but just overall your playing style? Um, yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, again, it had its ups and downs uh, being on the inside. Sometimes I could find a little crevice and, and work my way through the holes, which is nice. And on the outside, you're kind of at a one V one matchup, which could be good and which could be bad, you know, um, but yeah, it's fun going one v one versus a offensive tackle. You know, he could pull out some some nice moves and and kind of school him and break his ankles a bit. You know, <laughs> that's always fun. So balancing being a student with football season and being an orientation squad leader overall academically, how were you able to balance that? And with try to have a bit of a social life on campus, how did that play into? having to go to morning cleaning, um, night cleaning, study hours, and playing football? Yeah, it was tough. Um, caffeine definitely helps a lot, you know, while you're, when you have a schedule like that. Um, but with academics, you know, um, you kind of just have to get through it, you know, just try to absorb as much information. And then once you get an assignment, assigned to you do it right away and always just stay on top of things. Cause if you try to push it back, um, like a couple days, you know, it could just bite you in the butt. So just try to get that done. And then um, football is, it's kind of just like a stress reliever, you know, you get to four o'clock, you know, um, you just finished classes and you get to go outside with your friends and, and hit kids. So it, it's, it was nice having, having that combo. It's weird. It felt, it almost felt like a high school feeling um going here because I don't know I mean I have buddies that go to other schools and their days aren't as structured here our days are so structured it almost felt like at once four o'clock hit it was time for football and then outside of that it was you're back to kind of doing your normal thing um unless you have a lift or something like that but it felt the way high school football kind of did going to practice because your day ends and you're right into football I think that was that's a nice thing about it like you said it's definitely a stress reliever yeah, it's definitely a benefit, you know, having that uh, that freedom once you get out of class to kind of like go out there and blow off some steam. So it was always nice having that right there. Um. So and you also <laughs> threw track. Did you start? Did you throw track in high school? Yeah, I only did a uh, winter track in high school. So it was only shot put that I was introduced and, and that's what I did in college. Um, so you did that. Your, how did your freshman year turn out shot put wise? Uh, my freshman year here, it was, I wasn't even planning on doing shot put. You know, I got off a C term and I had a couple of friends that are, that were doing uh, shot put and they knew me from high school uh, that I threw shot put and I threw it pretty far. Um, so yeah, they kind of convinced me to do it. And then um, turns out it was the first meet my freshman year and I got the school record, my first collegiate throw. So I was like, all right, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> and then next thing, you know, like the next meet, I was, I was breaking my record. And then the next meet I was 
breaking it again. And then uh, I made it all the way up to uh, all New England's my freshman year. And I placed like eighth, I think it was. And I was a throw of like 15 meters and 15.32 meters, something like that, which isn't that far. And then sophomore year was definitely the big year for you uh, going to nationals. Um, kind of shot put aside from that. What was the whole experience uh, going to nationals? Just being going out to where was it? Was it in Ohio? Yeah, it was in. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I forget the town, but it was in. But it was like in the middle of Ohio. But just that experience, kind of going out there and being. Were you the only uh, mass maritime athlete at nationals? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was there all alone. So uh, it was kind of like unbelievable that I was actually going you know it was like I it was after I knew I was up there in the rankings but I still never believed like I was gonna compete at a national level until Mm -hmm. um coach Farazani went up to me and he told me about like the schedule we're gonna have for the week um before with like the plane tickets and stuff like that I'm like yeah all right cool this is actually happening (laughs) like it's set in stone so yeah that it was cool and then actually throwing there, you had a, I'd say a pretty good showing. Um, I think you'd probably say the same, yeah, but definitely. I mean, I look at the podium, you're the smallest guy up there, which is pretty crazy to think about, but some of those guys up there are absolute units. So when you step, when you see a guy that's bigger, maybe not as muscular getting to throw and you're a little bit smaller, but more muscular, what is that whole, is that like kind of like a mindset thing? Uh, not really. It's almost every single meet that I, uh, I throw at the guys I throw against are like huge, you know, they weigh 300 plus and I'm over here at like 240, 250 mm. and, um, trying to compete against these guys. But, you know, I, uh, if it came down to like the bench press and the squat, I think I can compete with these guys. So that's all I think about when I'm about to throw with, with these big guys. Yeah. So you took third. How close were you to taking second? Um, when um, it came to it, or how close was the guy in fourth place to edging you out? Like, was it very tense watching a guy behind you throw or a guy in front of you throw? Uh, to be honest, I think during the meet, I thought that I placed in fourth. So I wasn't really too worried about the guy uh, behind me because I think the fifth place guy was kind of far, way far back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then I, I guess I, I outbeat the guy that, um, that I thought was going to be in third and I was going to be in fourth. So I, I out threw him and then the guy in second, I knew he was right there. I was at like 17, uh, 36. And I think mm-hmm. the guy ahead of me was at like 1780. And okay. I know it was kind of a stretch, but um, I still, my goal going into it, I wanted to throw like a 1760 or something like that. So, um, which never happened, but it was still very close. And I, I, I do wish I got second place because that would have been a lot better than third. But now is it, right. is there a track season set to happen this season, this spring? Yeah, yeah there is one set, but uh, to be honest, Andrew, I don't think I'm going to be doing it. You know, it's, with everything going on, I kind of just want to finish up my semester and yeah, and just get on out of here. Like in, in the middle of the season, I'll have to take the Coast Guard exams. So that, that, uh, 
combination is going to be really stressful if I were to do that. And plus, um, I guess we're not allowed to leave the state. So all New England's, you know, if that's in New Hampshire, I wouldn't be able to go to that. Yep. Plus with nationals is in May and obviously I wouldn't be able to go to that at all. So I, I, I just don't think it's worth it. You know, now not, I, you obviously kind of, you definitely got gypped. Uh, no junior season for track, which I think is a huge deflator after the season you had your sophomore year and then no senior season for football. What was the kind of the, your thought process a when track got canceled and B when you figured out that this was going to be that the last season you played of football would be your last that you weren't going to have a shot as a senior. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was, it was a bummer, especially, you know, both of them. It was, it was, it was definitely a bummer. Um, So I was on commercial ship all last winter and um, you know, I I wasn't able to do much training and stuff like that for the track season, but um, yeah, once I got off my ship, I just started eating a massive amount of food. You know, I was packing on the pounds and I was really trying to get my strength back fast. I was working out hard and uh, I got up to like 270 for weight wise. And um, I got a brand new pair of uh, throwing shoes. So I was pumped to use those. And then, uh, yeah, I got the call saying that it was canceled. And, uh, and then I tried uh, training on my own and doing that up at uh, UMass Dartmouth right by my house. But that kind of got old. You know, I never had a coach there with me. I didn't have anyone really you're there. Throwing just, into the wind pretty much. You're not – there's – you can only yeah. throw so much before yeah. you, you don't want to hurt yourself is what it really comes down to. Exactly, yeah. And it, it's just tough, you know, throwing without going to meets and preparing for meets. So I kind of just stopped doing that and then focused on football, you know, because mm-hmm. I was pretty positive on uh, the fact that we would have a football season. And – um you know, for football, it was my senior year. I kind of want to have that feeling where um, I was the leader of the team, you know, like that was my team. I really want to lead you guys. And, and to re- I was really excited to have that kind of uh, like a like w- your senior year of high school football, you know, like you're probably the captain and stuff like that. Yeah. Yet. So there, there's yeah. nothing beats it. And then to, I can only imagine kind of having that ripped away. It's- exactly. Yeah. So that, that was sad, you know, but it is what it is. You can't really control that. So, yeah. Now, when you throw, are you a spin guy or do you do the glide? Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a glider. Okay. I'm one of the, the rare gliders there are these days. Now, have you ever tried out the spin? Because I, I did track my freshman year at high school and I'd see kids do majority of kids do the glide or we'll just do standing throws. But like I'd see the few kids do the spins and they were just on another level. Um, so like, have you tried that out before and just figured it wasn't for you? Yeah. If I, uh, if I did spring track in high school where I learned how to throw the discus, mm-hmm. then I would probably try to evolve that form into the yeah. shot put form in college. But yeah, I kind of just, uh, I never really, I never did discus. So I, I just stuck with my glide that I, I had since high school. So and it worked out well. So if it's not broken, why fix it? Well, yeah. In the spandex shorts, were, did you feel those were necessary or? Oh, could yeah. You... <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, my whole my whole outfit that I wore 
for track my sophomore year, it was, that's how I, I saw the Olympic throwers. They would wear that. So I was like, all right, I got to wear that. Cause my freshman year here, I think I threw in um, like three quarter spandex with um, running shorts on. And I just looked out of place. So yeah. I definitely want to look the part my sophomore year and kind of look professional with the, with the knee sleeves, the spandex and, mm-hmm. and the shoes and everything else. So. Do you think the knee sleeves helped or was that just for the look? Was that just to look cool doing it? Uh, I mean, be honest, be honest. Cause I, I think we all know what, what the answer could be. <laughs> yeah. You, you definitely look cool, but um, I think it, it does help honestly mm-hmm. a little bit because, you know, if, if you're doing a heavy squat, you know, you kind of want that extra knee protection right yeah. there for you. So when you're putting in all that strength and power for that throw and you're really using your legs, it's kind of nice to have that extra support on your knees. Mm-hmm. So I think if I think it definitely did help. But it also looked cool. Oh, obviously. Yeah. You got to get that thrower swag. So you're graduating this spring. Um, what's after college for you? Because now are you a marine engine or are you trans? I'm marine engine. Yeah. Okay. So what's the next step once you uh, leave Mass Maritime? Yeah, so once I leave Mass Maritime, I uh, uh, now that I think about it, it's gonna be I'm gonna be a little sad to be honest. You know, this is honestly a pretty good time here, my four years. But uh, I'm excited too. You know, uh, as soon as I graduate, I just I want to start working, start working my tail off, and trying to get as much money as I can invest into some good assets and then um yeah take it from there but uh yeah i did my commercial ship with the interlake steamship company over in the great lakes and uh, i loved it out there so that is definitely my number one option uh i'm talking to the recruiters uh as we speak right now uh so hopefully they'll have a spot open where they need a third engineer and hopefully they'll give me a call but uh, other than that, I'll probably just look for some other shipping jobs or move out to uh, to a power plant or some sort of like that to, to start out with. No, have you ever thought about like shipping out uh, for like a couple of years? Because like both my roommates were uh, their marine engine and they'd always talk about how you're out there for a couple of years. Did that ever cross your mind? I may, I may be completely off, but. Yeah, a couple of years. I don't know if I want to be out there i don't know i've never heard of someone having a schedule yeah. of them being out there for a couple of years but um yeah it, i think it's good when you're young you know it, it's nice you're out on a boat and you're just you're working you don't have really much at home other than like your family or stuff like that but once i start having kids and stuff like that you know i i don't think I'd, I'd want to be shipping out or making it a, a big career of mine to be honest but you said that experience on the Great Lakes was uh, pretty sick. Yeah, I, I loved it. We uh, So I, I sailed there for like two weeks. And then um, once it was like the middle of January, that's when the uh, the locks, they closed down the locks. That, those are like the, that's where the lakes connect and that's where ships mm-hmm. travel. So though, uh, there's no shipping allowed in the Great Lakes after that. So we went into, uh, we were wet dock. And we just did repairs all day. You know, I, I worked with a, a mass grad who uh, who was a senior when I was a freshman here. So it was pretty cool having him along with me. And um, I had the weekends where we'd work 
we didn't work as much on the weekend. So afterward, after work, we got to go out and have a couple of drinks and stuff like that and have a good time still. So, so that was nice. What's that? Where were you wet docked? Like what, what area? Superior, Wisconsin. Yeah. It was that in Duluth, Minnesota is right across the bay. So Duluth is a fun time. Okay. Yeah. I've definitely had some good times over there in Duluth. That sounds awesome. Yeah, Um, I know. So for people that don't uh, know what C term is, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that too. Okay. So did you do, you went your freshman, sophomore year, right? Yes. What was that whole experience? Cause I know uh, like I had a ton of friends go as freshmen and you get off the ship and a lot of them went, they go crazy in port. Um, mm-hmm. Was that the same experience for you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely the same experience I had. Um, you know, it's just, it's tough, you know, you're, it's throughout the week, you know, you're all, you're, you're doing watches at like four in the morning mm-hmm. in, in the sweaty engine room and you're, uh, you're doing all these tasks where it's just, you're working hard. So it is nice on the weekends where if you don't have anything on your schedule, you're, you're able to go and uh, kind of let loose a little. So it's always good. You know, if you, uh, you work hard, you play hard. So it's where always did you good. Go to... Your freshman year, what was the uh, route for you guys? It was uh, my freshman year was Columbia, um, St. Thomas, um tampa florida and barbados yeah how could i forget barbados yeah so we went to all all four of those ports and lots of fun that's for sure yeah i can i've i've heard stories from my roommates um just it sounds like just one big shit show once you get yeah. to the port but yeah. yeah you know sometimes you, you know, some days I, I took to myself where, you know, uh, I was in St. Thomas and I didn't want to go to a beach and just get drunk, you know, so I, I went off by myself and I rented a moped and I just took that around the whole island and, and that was a good time. So you could also do cool things like hiking and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, it's sea terms, not just drinking and, and going crazy. I think like something like that, where you said you kind of took to yourself is one you'd probably have to do because you really don't know when you're going to be back in a place like a Columbia or a Barbados. So even if you just took a day on your own and kind of explored um, just seems pretty worth it in general, because you do have a couple other days when you're in port, but yeah, being able to explore a place you may never be back to seems like the right way to do it. Yeah. You definitely got to get those days to yourself for to, to kind of explore and, and see what's out there in the world. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Colin, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, um, no. Thank you again. Uh, disappointing, no football this yeah. past fall, no track. Uh, I feel for you, but um, yeah, you had a one of the uh, big. You're a big buck. That's about all I gotta say. <laughs> I appreciate that, Dias. So, um, thanks for coming on, Colin. All right, thanks, Andrew. Appreciate thank it, you guys, for listening to this episode of the My Parents Office podcast. Uh, Stay tuned for more episodes we're going to be dropping soon.